If you are someone who struggles with maintaining good health habits, staying physically fit, or appreciating your body, then this episode is for you. We're chatting with Deborah, who's gone through multiple pregnancies, injuries, and personal challenges, and has learned how to be consistent in her fitness goals. So she shares with us four different thoughts on how to help us love and appreciate our bodies as moms. Welcome back to the Motherful Podcast. Um, today we have my mom's friend Deborah um, here to join us. And Deborah usually goes by Debrawsome, but for some reason it's not really catching on. <laughs> Her kids have gotten used to her quirky, unusual personality. Sometimes they get crazy dancing in the kitchen, and other times they get curled up watching Last of the Mohicans, Mom. I don't know what that is. Should I know what that is? Yeah, it's, it's an movie. old movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, one <laughs> thing... <laughs> but one thing is for sure consistent. When she drinks a dirty Dr. Pepper, it is a nonstop party. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome Deborah. we're super excited to have you <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be fun <laughs> my kids are like my 17 year old she's like did you have a Dr. Pepper mom <laughs> she knows right away she knows yeah. <laughs> that's your little pick me up all right let's talk about the week in review yeah so Deborah, are you what are you um watching or listening to yeah well honestly i haven't watched last of the mohicans for like maybe 20 years but it is one of my favorite movies and actually i named one of my daughters after the girl in there her name is cora (laughs) and i just got this hankering to like watch it and i i pulled it up and it's not rated r anymore it's pg-13 oh (laughs) (laughs) so i was like look at that i don't even that's, you know, why I stopped watching it, but it's one of my favorite movies. But I've also been reading um, for book club it, um, that I'm in. It's called Beyond the Shade of the Mango Tree. And I'm also reading Even This by Emily Bell Freeman. I, oh, I, I always have at least six or seven books on my nightstand because I have a problem with being selective. <laughs> okay, you're not the only one who says that. I cannot read more than one book. I can't either. That's so funny. If I was reading more than one book at a time, it would literally take me like a year to finish all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. I guess I kind of put them around different places. So when I'm sitting there, I read, read it. <laughs> okay. That's actually smart though. Cause I feel like yeah. I would read a lot more if I actually had my book yeah. with me all the time. Get up and go get a book. It's just yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Okay, well, I'm going to claim that book also because I'm in Deborah's book club. She graciously invited me when I asked anyone <laughs> to have, I needed a book club and she's like, you can join ours. Um, yeah, we So it. I also read Beyond the Shade of the Mango Tree and I listened to it, Deborah, and I was kind of, it was hard for me to listen to because he's an, a South African man and his, his accent is quite strong. And so yeah. it was like, I had to listen to it on, like, I couldn't fast forward. You know how sometimes you put it on 1.25 uh-huh. or 1.5 or something? No, it had to be on one, maybe even three fourths, 0.75. <laughs> so I could understand him, but 
um, it was a really good story of um, faith and learning and growing in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it was, it was a good story. Um, I just barely started watching the new season of the amazing race today. And I'm like six episodes behind, so it's probably going to be over soon. (laughs) Oh my, I totally forgot about that. I know I like, um, starting, a, a series or whatever when it's like almost to the end because then you can just binge watch the whole thing yeah <laughs> so yeah i have six more episodes that i can watch and i don't have to nice. wait <laughs> i um applied to be on that this season oh for real but like yeah we did the videos and everything and then we found out you have to get off work 21 days oh because voted off you just go get put in a hotel somewhere and you're not allowed to go anywhere you can't go home to your kids or anything oh, yeah because like then they We're know you re- got voted off yeah. so just fyi next year when our <laughs> three-year-old is four we will be on the race <laughs> that's awesome we can say we, we know school. you do we have a highlight of the week anyone well, mine is mine uh, was last week, but it was biking the Wow Trail up in Heber. I haven't and, heard of that um, one. It is Wasatch over Wasatch, and it is just gorgeous. Oh, okay. Fall. The leaves are on fire, and all the different colors in the mountainside. And I was just literally moved to tears thinking, Heavenly Father creates this amazing changing evolving world you know where you know ago it was all green now it's on fire i just i it it was a dopamine dropping design is what i decided that's awesome (laughs) so much dopamine dropping into my body and i was like wow (laughs) mine is that um my mom sent a new pair of boots to my daughter finley and Aww. she literally has not taken them off in 48 hours. Like this girl <laughs> has napped in them for two days in a row because she will not take them off. <laughs> I can't believe she loves them thing. that much. She's always been obsessed with shoes, but these are like particularly, I don't, I don't know what it is about them. But they're just little brown winter boots and she's obsessed with them. Well, they do have a so, little bit of bling on the heel, so maybe that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, they are sparkly. Maybe she likes the sparkles. Uh, maybe she likes the sound that they make when she yeah. walks. Like, they might make a cool sound. Yeah, maybe she can run faster in them. I don't <laughs> I don't really know. Um, she pretty much runs anywhere she goes anyways, so <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but that's been fun to see her be so excited. Well, about. I kind of want to make that my my highlight of the week, but I'll let you have that <laughs> one. Grammy's point. Yeah, we've been so, we've been sending lots of pictures and videos in the new boots. Yes, is really excited about them. <laughs> well, mine was probably today. Um, my highlight was today. I went and substitute taught for the first time since I stopped teaching at my school that I used to teach at, and. So it was my first day of subbing and I walked into the school and the office people said, 
Heidi. And the kids that I saw <laughs> said, hi, Mrs. Smith. No, they called me computer teacher. Wait, why aren't you here anymore? <laughs> oh, that's cute. Um, did some kid get his head stuck? Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> so second graders were out at recess and I was given a walkie talkie just in case anybody needed uh, to leave. Like any any parent came and call, called to um, check their kid out so they could reach, reach a teacher out on the playground. So that teacher was me. So I had a walkie talkie and I look over at the bike rack and they're like, Connor's, the kids run up to me, Connor's got his head stuck in the bike rack. <laughs> and I'm like, what, how does this oh. even happen? So he, so I go over and I'm like, okay, Connor, can you like lift your head up and down and see if there's a place that's a little bit wider? Like, how did you get your head in the bike rack? And he didn't tell me, but there was also no place for him to go up or down to pull his head back out. So oh I get goodness. on the walkie and I'm like, uh, so we've got a situation out here. Uh, head is stuck in the bike rack. And so they, the secretary comes out cause the principal wasn't there. And, um, just as she was coming out, this happened over like five minutes, just as she was coming out and the, actually the custodian came too. Um, I look over and Connor like is doing this little shoulder thing and he puts his shoulder down and squeezes his whole body oh. through the, the, <laughs> he the bike rack. Through. What? So he went straight through the bike rack and he got himself out and I'm like, Oh, well, I don't think I would have ever thought of that. <laughs> oh, so good my job. goodness. <laughs> I don't know. He was a little skinny dude, but his head must have been extra big because his whole body went in and his That is really funny. Go through. But he was fine. He goes he goes like, "Oh, it kind of pushed against my chest a little." I'm like, "You think?" <laughs> like <laughs> squishing through two bike rat like two bike poles anyway i'm gonna um give a little explanation of how i know deborah because it will help to lead her into the topic but so deborah and i met on a trip to lake powell um i know her sister marty and um so i became Facebook friends with Deborah earlier this year. And I noticed that occasionally she would post these reels. And so I started listening and I just really like everything that you said, Deborah, and those in reels that I watched, what kind of spoke to me. And I was like, well, those are good messages. Like I, I liked that you were trying to say something positive and, um, kind of uplifting and so, um, Thank I you. just thought, <laughs> I just thought, well, we need to talk to her on the podcast. She's got some good ideas and some good thoughts and she has a super positive attitude. So let's get her on the motherful podcast. So thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. I love the name. Oh, you do? That was Nicole's idea. So lo <laughs> I love it. As you know, the first bio was just kind of for fun. It was your introductory bio. But why don't you take some time now and tell a little bit more about yourself. And then also kind of you can just head into whatever the topic is that you want to talk about. Okay, awesome. Um, 
here we go. Motherful and all. I am motherful. <laughs> I have had the great earthly experience of um, bearing six children and, <laughs> and, you know, carrying them and raising them. My oldest is 19 and my youngest is three. And so if that doesn't, oh, that's a big span. Yeah. I kind of give you a picture into our lives right now. It is so full. It's full of everything and yeah. tired, happy, <laughs> joyful, motherful, all of it. And, and we have a dog <laughs> and you have a dog. Yes. Well, it sounds like you're the perfect person to have on then. <laughs> Good. I hope you say that at the end. Um, <laughs> But my first two kids came from my uh, my previous marriage. I was married for nine years. And then um, the day I decided I was leaving officially, my husband came to my doorstep as a volunteer to help me move. And he didn't know your me. Your current husband. I didn't, your, yeah, my, your current husband, right? My current forever, yeah. And he didn't know me. I didn't yes. know him. And now we've been married for 13 years. And then we've had four kids together. And, um, I, I, before all that, I grew up in Southern Utah in a family of 12 kids in just in 10 acres of country land and, um, down in Orderville. And that was so amazing to grow up with so many siblings, but also in the country. And I think a lot of, um, who I am has, deployed from those experiences. And, um, yeah, I, Orderville has a population of 300. Even people who live in Utah don't know where Orderville is. <laughs> 300. <laughs> 300 people. And I think it's still the same. <laughs> and but your family was like 15 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> there crazy. were a few other families that had that many kids too. So that was kind of fun. But <laughs> so um, there's basically like 10 families that live there. <laughs> so, um, but oh, over, you know, I went to the U, I graduated, went up to the U and, um, and then when I met my husband now, Brian, we, he, um, we traveled for his schooling. He went to medical school in Texas and we lived there for four years. And then we moved to Reno for five. And then we just moved back to Utah two years ago. And he is now a licensed child and adolescent psychiatrist. And um, our oldest son's on a mission in Michigan, which is, I Yay. think, such a triumph. And I'm just so excited You're a missionary for mom. I am. It's weird. But I love it. I know. But I think you just said kind of segue into my topic. You guys had kind of asked me to talk about fitness and positivity and motherhood. And I, yeah. I was like, huh, those are all the things that I love. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, <laughs> Heidi That's and why. I, Heidi has come to some of my classes in my basement. One way that we made it through medical school was I joined, um, I, I taught at LA Fitness in Texas to get a free membership and to have daycare and to, um, be fit. And that was such a huge blessing to be yeah. at a gym because it's so hot and humid and there's tons of mosquitoes. And so that helped me survive, survive that <laughs> for four because years. Because you couldn't go outside and, and yeah, exercise as much yeah. in the summer. 
I, you can run in the winter there, but I did run into a very venomous snake <laughs> on the trail. Oh my and gosh. So that scared me one day running with my stroller, but I, I actually grew up around rattlesnakes down in Orderville and something really fun about my childhood is that my dad has his PhD in physical education. And so he, he was an obese fifth grader. I think he said he weighed 300 pounds in third, in fifth grade. And yeah. And so that development, that part of his childhood really motivated him to learn how to be fit and to lose weight. And, um, I kind of read his life story and, but he, he actually competed in Mr. Utah as a muscle, you know, the muscle competitions when he was in college. Yeah. So he went from an obese fifth grader to, (laughs) to that. But as he raised us, he was, he knew genetics played a big role in, in obesity. He knew it ran in our family. And so he made us walk to school every single morning unless it was below zero degrees. Okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> and it was two, two miles to school one way. What? So Wait, you're talking below like, zero, not below f- freezing? Because freezing is 32. Zero. Yeah, we were you're so talking zero. excited when the thermometer said zero. Yeah, it was a big round oh, thermometer that we all on the porch. And so what? it kind of sounds bizarre, but um, it's kind of one of my four bullet points that I'm going to talk about today. And um, we'll just head into that. And it's, yeah, it's um, consistency. Uh, there's a really great book called Atomic Habits, and it talks about habit stacking. It's pretty popular now. I think it's growing in popularity, but it just yeah, says I've heard of it. I've never read it though. You should put it on your nightstand. It can be your one book that you read. <laughs> but he just it just talks about <laughs> attaching attaching a habit to something that you already do, and so um, we really despise my dad for that over the years. But ironically, I have walked my kids to school every year that they've, I homeschooled for six years, so we didn't walk then. But now my kids are about three quarters of a mile away and we walk every morning, rain or shine. And it has been such a blessing to not only me, but also to my kids, because one, I'm getting, um, you know, an extra two miles of walking in that I wouldn't normally get outside. And scientifically, it has been proven to boost your mood if you exercise 20 minutes outside. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have. (laughs) So I call it my antidepressant because in the winter especially. And when summer comes I and I stop walking, I get depressed. So this summer I kept walking every morning. And so, and then we talked to our kids. They were riding their bikes for a while, but I talked to them about walking and how it really, my nephew is on the spectrum and using your right, left side of your body actually is shown to help soothe your mind. And I just, um, I feel really passionate about my kids walking and not only that, but we, um, yeah, it's cause it uses both sides of your brain and it's soothing to your mind. And, 
we get like this really great conversation time together. Yeah. And totally. So my dad, who we despise, actually gave me one of the greatest gifts that our family (laughs) still continues in this um, habit stacking, this taking a habit that you don't really want to do, attaching it to something that you already do in your routine and creating a habit that's life-changing for your mental and physical health. Let me give an example of that. We actually, I remembered where we talked about it and was just in our, um, in our women's meeting at church on Sunday. And we were talking about how to be, come closer to Christ. Basically it was the, you know, the gist of the whole discussion. And someone said habit stacking, like you already sit down to dinner. Now at dinner, you're going to read a scripture like with, yeah. the, with your spouse or whatever. And because you're mm-hmm. already doing the dinner time thing, then just add something to that. Yeah. And then that becomes habit because you're already doing the dinner. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting to that. Yeah. If, if you, um, we, we put president Nelson's, um, little daily joy book, up on our counter where we can see it and we oh. read just it takes maybe a minute yeah and we read it on our way during breakfast I love and it that's been also a life changer or like a water bottle which is also ties into health and fitness for busy moms I put it right where I walk by it every day Mm-hmm. And so, and I've been doing the same thing now with scripture, my scriptures, my paper scriptures, I lay them out on my counter <laughs> and I will read a verse when I walk by or I'll sit and read them. Yeah. So I, I'm a big, I'm, I, I totally am a big advocate of, of habit stacking. It's a life yeah, changer. I think it's a great, I think it's a great concept. It kind of, that kind of ties into this idea of consistency equals results is um, as moms, we often really get derailed with our health, um, with our with our fitness goals, I should say, which then leads okay. to a lack of health. But and I, I kind of want to just give some examples. Right now, I have a bruised heel, a very oh. deep bone contusion, as the podiatrist called it two days ago. <laughs> and, and he said, it's not healing. It's been eight weeks. I had, I was surfing with my husband in Costa Rica and I jumped off the surfboard and there was no lava rock anywhere except for where I jumped. Oh, this is so casually. Oh, I was in Costa Rica surfing. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I was attempting to surf and, um, eight weeks later I am in so much pain that I can't walk. But I have this habit of walking to school and I've created a new habit of going to the gym twice a week. And the doctor's like, you can't do that. And I was like, hmm. He's like, it's not going to heal if you're on it. He said, you can walk on your, in a high heel, you can walk in a boot. So the last couple of days, and this is an example of how to not let things derail you in your goals. Okay. Um, It, I just take the kid's scooter and I hook the dog to it. (laughs) <laughs> and and he pulls me on the scooter and then when I put my foot down it's just my toe yeah and that's I, awesome and I think if there is a will there is a way and yeah. us as parents and mothers just you know we get pregnant and we get sick and I was able to start walking um I would add that in you know and I knew it was coming mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be hard and I knew I needed to get going at the end of that, you know, each, 
each pregnancy, or I had a broken toe and I couldn't hardly walk last year, but I could do indoor cycle. Yeah. And, and so I did indoor cycle and you don't need to let things de little things derail you. Like yeah. those habits are so hard to form that I like hold on like as demonstrated, <laughs> I hold on to them so tightly because I know how hard I work to build them up, you know? And if mm -hmm. I let them go, then it's just a lot more work. And I know that sometimes I've, some of my friends, they've been derailed for 10 years because yeah. of a little injury. It's really important. I think as, you know, as, as, as we go through these pregnancies and these little C-sections and, um, hemorrhoids or whatever, just to find a way, even if it means just stretching in bed, which is kind of my point on that. So will you talk about your motivation? Cause I really liked the bullet points you had for like what is motivating you to keep these habits of fitness? Cause I think it's easier said than done. Like it's easy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of moms are like, or a lot of people, I guess it's just easy to be like, Oh, I have a broken toe. That means I don't have to work out anymore. Or like, right. It's an you know, excuse. So why? Yeah. It's like, it becomes an excuse. And, um, I don't know. I just like your points that you had of like why you stayed motivated through all of that. And I want yeah. to hear those too, but I have something to say because I was, I was using a health coach a couple of years ago when I was right in the middle of all of my knee surgeries. And, um, one of the things that I loved that she taught me was that, um, in my younger days, I felt like, um, the only way that I could be physically fit or active was to go for a jog. Like that's how, right. that's how I, um, I did Equated a 30 minute fitness. run. Yeah. That was my goal for the day is to go on a 30 minute run, which probably, uh, was contributing to, uh, what contributed <laughs> to my knee problems. <laughs> but, but what I have relearned is that activity, especially in your older years, that activity can be many different things. And, and being active doesn't have to be my 30 minute run every day. It can be yeah. a bike ride or it can be a walk with the dogs. Like I, I have to change what I think about my activity levels as I age. And, um, the important thing is that I'm being active yeah. and doing yes. my best to keep moving. So that being said, what is your motivation at this point in your life to do those things? Yeah, I, you know, I'd like to add a book that we read in book club also called Outlive. And he, mm -hmm. yes, not, not I love that book. Oh, good. You've read that one. Imbalanced. Like if you're just a cyclist, that doesn't mean you're going to live a long time. You actually yeah. need to be sort of good at everything or just dabble in everything. Mm -hmm. Like well, a flight of stairs or, um, you know, going backpacking with a heavier backpack or walking around the neighborhood with every backpack, what you want to be. And this kind of leads into one of my other points is to begin with the end in mind. So this is one of my motivations is I have a three-year-old and I'm 42. So by the time <laughs> that he is graduating high school or on the mountain bike team, like my 17 year old daughter now, and I ride with them as a ride leader, 
I, I want to be able to do that with him. Mm -hmm. One, he deserves that as a parent. And two, I love it so much. It's such a great way to spend time with him and be in the mountains. But the, my love of my, um, children and being there with them in the outdoors is a high, high motivation for me to stay fit now. And I feel like 40 is kind of that magic over the hill number where you're like, oh, my body's changing. Oh, I have mm-hmm. injuries. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I have to take care of my feet better, or, you know? Yeah. And, and so as I see that and recognize that in my body, I'm recognizing, okay, I need more muscle tone. I am going to be lifting weights. Outlive really gave me that gift, actually, mm-hmm. that paradigm muscle and how important that plays in as you age to keep mm-hmm. your bones and to keep you from falling, to be able to catch your balance when you fall, all these things. But also, I just absolutely love the outdoors. I love being on a paddleboard on a lake at seven in the morning with the sun coming up over the mountain. To me, mm-hmm. it is it feels like a spiritual experience in my physical body. Like some people and I will say, it fills my soul. And to me, a soul is your spirit and your body together. Mm-hmm. And so that's highly motivating to me. Like it would be devastating, which I've been there in my pregnancies, not to be able to get on my mountain bike and go up Maple Hollow and send it on Vertigo, <laughs> which is this <laughs> awesome mountain bike. That's pretty mountain bike trail. That's pretty well known up here. But like, I think also a big motivator to me is, is big part of that body and soul connecting. That's a big part of why we're on earth is to learn how to be a spiritual being in a physical body. Mm-hmm. I love the thing we are on earth having, we are spiritual beings on earth, having a physical experience, not physical beings having sometimes occasional spiritual experiences. Yeah. And a big part of um, that is learning how to listen to your body, learning how to take care of your physical body. Um, Beginning with the end in mind is a huge motivation. That is my purpose. That is what makes me scooter to school with a bruised heel. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. For an hour, you know. Well, and I think the last one, great place to end. And it's something that's kind of changed my life. And it's learning to nurture my inner child. There, oh. there is this little, and, I, and you, you can call it your spirit because our mm-hmm. spirits have been rounds of time and that spirit lives inside of me, even though my physical being shuts it up a lot, but learning <laughs> to listen to her and to nurture her. Nurturing is a mother's primary role. Um, when she's raising her children is to nurture her children, which means to help things grow in a loving way. And so when it comes to our fitness and our self-hatred and our eating, I have found a really successful um, tip that I actually picked up at state conference, um, the women's, a women's stake activity where it just, she just said, celebrate yourself 10 things every night. 
go to bed and count 10 things that you did right or that went right or that made you happy. It doesn't even have to be action-based, you know, just that I have Mm -hmm. electricity. Or my daughter gave me a hug extra long, my teenage daughter today, you know. But I've learned after, especially after having babies, and imagine looking in the mirror at 42 years old, having six kids, and your stomach stripping down to your thighs, you know, and you're stretched (laughs) out, and you've got, you know, stretch marks all over, my warrior tiger stripes. Looking in the mirror and, like, what is there to celebrate, right? According to the world, according to Pinterest and all these perfect form bodies that seem to be everywhere. But I, over the years, in the last five years, I would say I've learned to just look at it and be like, I am so grateful for my hips because <laughs> they were able to bear, you know, six kids. Grateful yeah. for my skin. It's stretched out, but I really like the color of my skin. I am grateful that I have hair and I'm not completely bald, even though my hair's falling out, you know, from having children. (laughs) I'm grateful um, for my mind that it's able to reason and to go through and just nurture yourself physically allows you to find that love for your physical being that I think that feeds into also your kids. My brother's a behavior analyst and he says, for every negative that you tell your child or critique, you need to give them eight positives, a little squeeze. A love. I've heard that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And that's it, a big ratio. It's it is. a big ratio. And it is highly effective. If you have a problem child, just experiment on it. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I think as you're in your fitness journey, you need to do the same thing. In your mind, we get on these hamster wheels of negative thinking And if you can just push those out with a positive growth mindset of like, okay, I failed today. I ate coconut frosting right from the jar. (laughs) Wait, did you really today? Did you do that today? By the finger. I just (laughs) opened the whole thing. I'm like, I want this frosting. But you can say, I I am going to keep trying. And I haven't learned to control myself around food yet. Mm-hmm. I keep trying. I am not a failure. I don't hate myself. I'm going to keep working. And so that's part of nurturing your inner child. And I think that's probably the first place to start to really start making progress on your mental, physical health and your positivity. I was just thinking it's really important to focus more on what you can do and not what you can look like or what you look like. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like from the perspective of somebody who's nine months pregnant, (laughs) there's not (laughs) a lot that I can do right now. (laughs) And I also don't love the way that I look. (laughs) So (laughs) I did not realize you were nine months pregnant. Congratulations. You're almost there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like three weeks away. So Good I'm, luck. I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, everything hurts. Um, everything is huge. Nothing right. fits. Nothing Everything's fits. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but I can walk my dog every day, you know? 
Like my, yeah, we went trick or treating, and someone was telling me, "Wow, I'm so impressed with how well you're walking around nine months pregnant, trick or treating with your little girl." And I was like, "Heck yeah, I am!" Like, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I can't work out the way that I used to. I can't do the, you know, I love hit workouts. I love strength training, and my body is just not there right now. Like, I, I just <laughs> can't do. I can't keep up with what I used to be able to do, but I'm doing what I can do now. And yeah. so just celebrating like the little things and just being proud of like my, my body is growing a person and, um, I guess just like taking care of it in the best way that I can at this stage of my life yeah. is what I'm focusing on. So, yeah. yeah, but I guess, but yeah, my, my whole point was if you can focus on what you can do more than what you look like, I think you'll have a lot more satisfaction or a lot more love, I think for yourself. Yeah. For yourself. And you'll just have a more positive mindset. So here's our final question. We ask everybody, but what does being a mother mean to you? Progression. I feel like we're sent to earth and we're given families to be what God wants us to be. And yep. I learn way more than my kids learn from me by parenting them. And in the next life, I'll be, you know, having spirit children and progressing through them. And it's a wonderful thing. Well, thanks, Deborah. This has been super awesome. Thanks for being willing to share all of your wisdom, like my mom said. <laughs> Good. I, I'm glad I didn't disappoint. No, not at all. <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you found inspiration for your own life. And hopefully we're as funny as we think we are. Find us on Instagram at The Motherful Podcast for updates on each episode.